I would describe the sound bath as basically the way that it, it describes itself, which is being literally immersed or bathed in sonic vibration and frequency. Um, some people have described it as a sonic massage, which I love, like an internal massage for the nervous system, for the brain. Um, and yeah, and it's just a chance for people to really lean into stillness, going deeper into a relaxation or meditation state um, and allowing sound and vibration to really be an anchor or a guide for that journey. Hey, Shiloh and Peter here, and you're listening to another episode of Sounds Interesting. This episode's a little bit different. Uh, for one thing, we're not recording this episode together in person like we normally would. Hey, Shiloh? No, we are not. Like everyone else in the world, we are social distancing. And of course, that means we've had to get, you know, creative. Uh, I've turned my closet into a recording studio, and it's a little bit cramped, but uh, did I mention I'm claustrophobic? <laughs> And I'm currently hiding under a huge blanket to block out the external noise. We'll see how this goes. (laughs) But who knows? This may catch on. I mean, Daniel Radcliffe recorded an episode of Modern Love in his closet. Even the big time podcasters have to adapt. (laughs) We're recording just like a New York Times podcast. Finally, we've made it. But seriously, this has been an incredibly difficult time for a lot of us. There's no one that hasn't been impacted by this virus to some extent. And I know we're feeling stressed out and anxious and nervous about what's to come next. Um, So today's episode feels kind of appropriate, given those feelings. And hopefully we'll be able to provide you with some techniques to ease those anxieties. Yeah, like perhaps a relaxing sound bath. So to do this, we connected with Michaela Bacan, a sound bath and yoga instructor based here in Toronto. She was nice enough to talk to us about her work and even invited us to participate in one of her classes. Yeah, I knew Michaela from the Yoga Star studio and her sound baths are really popular. I had never done a sound bath before and this was a really fun learning experience for me. Yeah, and when we first interviewed Michaela, it was a very different time. Remember pre-COVID? Now we had no uh, fears about gathering together. That feels like a lifetime ago. So we wanted to check in with Michaela to see how she's doing before we dive into the episode. Nice to see you. Yeah, you as well. I know it's nice to be using these mediums to feel connected with people over some distances. Not quite the same thing though, is it? Not quite the same, no. I think you kind of anticipated our first question, which is, how are you in this <laughs> midst of this pandemic? How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. I mean, it's such a day-to-day journey, I find, moment by moment, just navigating, you know, the waves of change globally and personally and, yeah, feeling the ripples of a shift in consciousness in this time and just being really aware that change is on the horizon and always has been in a way um but yeah trying to stay true to my emotional state each moment and offer myself just a chance to tune in and soften any expectations that i might have you know i haven't whatever i'm doing i haven't done it in a pandemic and that's so true I find my emotions can fluctuate from day to day or hour to hour, but we wanted to hear from Michaela about how she's had to adjust her work to function during a pandemic. 
I have been doing virtual sound baths. Yeah, it's very new and a different medium for me. Um, basically, it's a process of translating, taking something that's so much a live medium and translating it into a virtual space. So like everything else, even sound baths are moving online. And although I think we lose a lot by not being able to share physical space, the endless optimist that is Michaela was able to identify some of the positives. It's been so incredible to see the medium of the online world as a gathering place, you know, really reinventing itself and all of us reinventing it as a medium for connection rather than distraction. You know, like I said, a gathering place where people can come together across the divides of distance, isolation, fear, time, space. You know, there's really potential that I'm seeing in this virtual space that I'm not sure I, I quite felt or saw before. So that's very exciting and invigorating to think, oh, we can recreate how we utilize these mediums. I know I can in my own life, just using it uh, very intentionally. Now, virtual space may be the new normal, Shiloh, but way back in February, we took part in an actual group sound bath. Ah, memories like corners of my mind. We're at the Yoga Star Studio, just meters from the shores of beautiful Lake Ontario. (laughs) And we're about to go into the sound bath. So this is going to be your first time back. Even as you entered the room, you could sort of feel this like calming energy. The lights were off, just candles illuminating the room, that soft yoga music playing in the background, incense burning. I think there were about 12 participants, we set up our mats in a sort of semicircle facing Michaela, who is at the center of the room with all her instruments laid out. I love to work with Tibetan singing bowls, which are, are metal, and there's something very ancient about those. They've been around for centuries uh, and have been used as a tool for, for healing, for birthing, for um, death ceremonies uh, in, the, in the Himalayan mountains and, and surrounding region of Tibet. Now, I've talked to a lot of people about this episode, and the story about the evolution of crystal singing bowls has got to be one of my favorite anecdotes. Yes, I love this story. Crystal singing bowls are neat because a lot of people look at them and think they're, they're ancient, you know, and they do come from an ancient root. However, the crystal singing bowls have come out of the silicon industry in the 1980s, so when they were growing, and they still grow computer chips inside of these bowls, initially they were being thrown out uh, once the chip was, was completed, and I, I guess somebody discovered these are beautiful instruments and they resonate so deeply, and the, res- the, the vibration is felt so deeply. So we ended up creating a whole new industry around maintaining, uh, you know, keeping those bowls and, and tuning them to particular notes that resonate. Now that's really cool because Michaela points out we actually have crystal in our bodies. Yeah, our bonds have a crystalline component and we're, we don't have as much metal in us. So that's why people found the crystal bowls to resonate at a deeper level than working with simply metals. All of this was really interesting, but I still just wanted to know, 
What was the purpose of a sound bath? Why should we go to one? Really, the purpose is to arrive as you are and to know that sound is within us and around us at all times, that we really are made of vibration, made of sound. So allowing a space for people to come and get a little bit closer to their internal landscape and, and to really be with their experience. I mean, it really is a, a meditation journey in the sense that a lot of things can come up when we're experiencing a sound bath or experiencing sound therapy. Um, it really excavates the emotions and maybe some past memories or maybe some pain in the body. Things can sort of come up, but it's also when they come up there, there's a possibility of them being released and transforming into, into the next realm. Now, Michaela says her main role is to act as a kind of a, a guide through this realm. The goal for me is to give space for transformation, give space for, hold space for, for change, for release, and... And I think there's just so much power for sound to, to regulate and rebalance the nervous system and the brain waves and uh, really obtain a deeper, relaxed state. It's really interesting to listen back to this conversation now because it feels like we're sort of living through a time of transformation. Yes, and a sound bath seems really appropriate right about now. So every organ in our body has what's called a resonant frequency. So we are literally a resonating chamber where everything that's in motion has a vibration. So for example, the lungs, you know, they're constantly in motion. So they actually are giving off a vibration inside the body. So yes, we're made of sound. We, we carry around, we absorb the sound that is happening around us at all times. And, and there's always constant vibration and sort of a symphony within us. Now, you know what Michaela is saying here about our bodies is absolutely based in science. In fact, researchers have determined the whole body resonant frequency is between 5 and 10 hertz, or 5 to 10 vibrations per second. By comparison, the human voice averages 1,000 hertz, so the body's resonance is very low, but still detectable. Maybe so, but none of what Michaela was saying really started to resonate. Pardon the pun. Peter wishes he got to say that line. <laughs> it's fun to pun. <laughs> but it... None of it really started to resonate until she told us about humming and song as a form of self-soothing. There's a whole variety of sounds that one can even make themselves. There's a lot of research being done in the power of humming and just the effects of self-sustained sounds. A lot of people will, will catch themselves humming when they're under stress, or children often are very connected to sound in the sense that they'll sing if there's something that feels threatening or feels you know, a little anxiety-inducing, that, that they utilize sound therapy in their everyday life. I didn't realize this before she said it, but this was something I had been doing intuitively for a long time. I hum when I feel threatened on my bike. Or I like sing a song. I like create songs when I feel like I'm about to get hit by somebody. So you've been using sound therapy without even knowing it. Yeah, I guess so. It's just something I started doing as a way of calming my nerves when trying to avoid car doors opening. So are you going to sing any of those songs for us? Come on. Absolutely not. I like sound ass because they're what I've done always myself naturally, blending music and sounds to calm my mind and recharge my body. Sound baths can allow us, or meditation can allow us to enter into the alpha or the theta state, which is leaning more toward pre-sleep or sleep state, which is a really productive place for healing. That's where we do some of our deepest cellular healing is when we're going toward sleep or stillness. 
I'll admit, I wasn't super into the idea of sound baths a few months ago. When we were at Yoga Star, I was restless throughout the practice, and I remember feeling silly and unproductive just lying on my back for 90 minutes. But now it's different. We've sort of been forced into stillness um, through this pandemic. And I find that I'm like not quite appreciating stillness fully, but definitely getting more comfortable with it. And it might be a long time before we're gathered in a room with strangers like that again. But it's not the end of sound baths or tuning into our own soundscapes. There's a lot we can do to create homemade sound baths. Yeah, and work with the basics of your own voice and, you know, having a, sometimes a hand on the belly and a hand on the heart when you're humming or toning and just experimenting with where you feel that in your system. You know, even the sound of a yawn is so effective in terms of the sound of release, really getting breathy and windy um, and allowing ah, to really come through the body. So, yeah, I would say work with the instrument you've been given, which is, which is your body. Michaela explained to us that we're very intuitive with our music selections, choosing what will serve us best in the moment. And I think I've been sort of noticing this in myself. I'm not somebody who's super into music, and I'll never insist on my playlist being the one chosen at a party. I'll always defer to somebody who knows more about it than me, and there's always somebody who does. Um, But throughout this pandemic, I'm listening to music more now than I have in a long time, Um, especially the music of friends or friends of friends. I don't know. Maybe it's helping me feel like I'm part of a community throughout all this physical distancing. I think it's fair to say the virus has made us hypervigilant about our bodies and interacting with the natural world. Meditation and self-care, it all has a new context. Even as we struggle, the awareness seems to be a key. And in this case, it may be finding sounds in our own lives to calm and center us. It could be humming, playing an instrument, taking an online sound bath, or just finding a good playlist on Spotify. Personally, my favorite uh, sound bath right now is a Brian Eno playlist the New York Times posted. And like Michaela says... Stay open, stay curious. The the possibilities are endless, really. And if you wanted to try a sound bath for yourself, Michaela is hosting them online every Sunday night in partnership with the Tiger Lily Foundation. Uh, They run from 7.30 to 8.30 Eastern Time. Uh, For more information on that, you can check out Michaela's social media on Facebook and Instagram at M-I-C-H-A-E-L-A-B-E-K-E-N-N. Don't forget to check us on Twitter at sound underscore pod and our website soundsinterestingpod.com. And please email us with your feedback, comments, and ideas at contact at soundsinterestingpod.com. Thank you.